What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Counter right here on Points Bet USA. I'm your host, Kazim Famuide. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining me wherever you may be. Uh, the prop queen, Ariel Epstein, will give her, give us her top picks uh, from tonight's NBA action coming up. And you'll get my top picks as well. But before we get into any of that, we got to talk about the wild night in the association, starting off with uh, the Knicks and the – wait, what else happened? Was 71? Who had 71? Yoshi, who had 71? It was Dame Lillard. Dame, Dame – apparently – 71 points for Dame Lillard last night uh, in a 131-115 victory over the Houston Rockets last night. Listen to these numbers. 13 three-pointers, a franchise and a career high for the killer from Portland uh, and the Oakland. Uh, the second time this season that a player eclipsed the 70-point mark, obviously, joining Donovan Mitchell earlier this year when he played the Chicago Bulls on January 2nd. Um, what? And it, I, I already know where this conversation is going to go. All right? I know where this conversation is going to go. I don't know where you lie on the conversation on the offensive masterclasses that have gone on this entire season. It feels like the entire season have been incredible MVP performances Wild 50-point games, 60-point games, 40-point games, 40's the new 30, 50's the new 40, 60's damn near uh, commonplace now. So where does it, where do you stand? Where do you stand when it comes to great scoring, right? And I think the only way you can kind of answer this is, is one of two things. One, consider the source. One, this is Damian Lillard. This is somebody who is six foot two a point guard, explosive to the rim, but also can pull up from 45, 60 feet, 50 feet. Literally. Did it in the All-Star game. Did it last night. 50-foot bombs is in range for Dame Lillard. Asking anybody who you may think is knowledgeable in this sort of stuff, they would say Dame Lillard, Stephen Curry, the two greatest long-distance lethal three-point shooters we've ever seen in this game. And this past game... It's very easy to watch and appreciate the greatness of what Dame Lillard did last night. Yeah, it's the Houston Rockets, and I'll be honest, if the Houston Rockets are playing in the ACC tournament, I'm not necessarily sure I'd take them in the field, depending on how you look at uh, the way this team is set up. But it was the array of shot making and the beauty of how he got these buckets is what made this just an incredible feet to watch now I've seen on the other side right does it still hit the same does it still feel as good when you look up on the box score and see somebody oh my god 50 points I gotta see those highlights oh my god 60 points I gotta see those highlights now it's like obviously it's gonna hit different obviously it's not gonna feel the same as when you're watching SportsCenter and Stuart Scott and Steve Levy get on and they tell you Kobe Bryant had 81 points. 81 points? Are you kidding me? It's like the league and all sports, whether it's football, basketball, we seen it this weekend with baseball and the pitch clock and trying to get everything quicker and more scoring and more points and more offense and we need all more, more, more. 
and I can't necessarily say that like I'm not a I'm not a, a proponent of that. I do remember growing up watching Pacers Pistons Eastern Conference Finals where the final scores were like 86 to 62. You know what I mean? I remember those days. I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to Spurs Pistons NBA Finals where the Pacers at a snail's race and yeah, it was probably Exciting for basketball purists, but at the end of the day, we got to remember this is also a form of entertainment. And it is nothing more entertaining in this sport than seeing people go off like that. We've kind of commodified dunking. That used to be like the biggest thing people would tune into the NBA for. Oh, my gosh. The greatest athletes in the world. People dunking on people's heads, whatever. We've kind of seen it so many times that it's starting to lose a little bit of its luster, right? It's not necessarily the grabby thing that highlights do. So now what it is, is these massive scoring performances. It's the thing that makes us stop in our tracks and be like, yo, I got to see what just happened. So the first time we saw it happen really in our lifetimes, I want to say, is with Kobe, right? Like we've seen 50-point games, 60-point games. But the 81-point game, even though there was a 100-point game that nobody's ever seen footage for, we don't really know who he was playing against. People will tell you these are like bank tellers and, and plumbers that Will Chamberlain was dunking all over. But I think the real moment really came when we first saw Kobe score 81 points, where it just didn't seem feasible that somebody could have that lack of a conscience and that need to score that many points at that high of a level of basketball it was mind-boggling it's been mind-boggling for years still we still look at it we still look at that number as such a special number even more so than the 100 points because you know will chamberlain was obviously the biggest most athletic most dominant player that we may have ever seen in the sport but kobe did it with skill and what we saw last night with Damian Lillard was pure skill of mastery of shooting and scoring the basketball. Obviously, rules have changed a little bit. You know, you can't necessarily hand check. You can't necessarily be as physical as you were uh, at the perimeter of the offense. Not so much in the paint. You can still get a little physical down there. But the perimeter player, you just you just don't have that same sort of physicality that you did. It's just facts. That being said, we're watching a guy like Dame, whereas if you're a lead guard and you have a high usage rate, if you're a Luka Doncic, if you're a Dame Lillard, if you're a John Morant, if you're a guard, if you're a Stephen Curry, if you're a guard who can shoot it from 45, 50 50 feet deep easily, step backs, and also know that you have the ability to get to the paint and draw fouls whenever you want to, you're unguardable. There's nothing you can really do. So seeing these scoring outputs is not going to change. And I'll even go as far as saying before next season, somebody's going to knock on that 81-point door. I don't know who it's going to be. I'm sure we've probably seen them play already at this point in time. But you've already seen the formula of what it takes to get to that level. You got to get double-figure three-pointers. You got to hit at least 10 to 12 three-pointers in a game. You got to get to the free-throw line a lot. You got to be able to be take it from the top of the key, break a defender down, and get to the free-throw line a lot. And you also have to be constantly putting pressure on opposing defenses. Oh, and... 
you got to play a couple paint cans as well, not for nothing. Houston Rockets aren't exactly world beaters. So I feel like we're very close from that perfect storm of coming where somebody's going to get 81, maybe 82. Hell, if we get somebody with the conditioning to do it, it wouldn't shock me. Maybe not now, maybe in a few years. As somebody comes in and taps those three digits on the scoring. It's possible. We've seen it. We're not too far away from it happening again. Incredible, incredible scoring performance from Dame Lillard. Taking nothing away from him. One of the players that I enjoy watching most in the NBA. And one of the players I've been telling you guys all season, if you like winning money, if you like going over on your points props, Dame Lillard is as safe a bet as there is in the NBA right now. And he showed it. 71 points. Big up to Dame, man. Incredible show. Incredible performance. Portland, get the guy some help. He wants to stay there. Please. Please. Or some NBA player, please go help him. Go somewhere. Give him whatever. Man, the dude deserves to be playing at a high level in the postseason the way he scores the basketball. Speaking of postseason, let's keep it rolling. Let's talk about yesterday's NBA action. The Los Angeles Lakers. Big, big game from Anthony Davis rallying from 27 points down to take down the Dallas Mavericks. And Laker fans are rejoicing. Laker fans are rejoicing. By the trade deadline, this was kind of what we saw the possibility that the Lakers could be when they traded away everybody. When I mean everybody, if your name wasn't Austin Reeves, LeBron James, or Anthony Davis, or I guess Dennis Schroeder, your ass was getting moved. And the Lakers, given everybody that they've they've gotten back, have shown great, great strides in possibility, in a possibility of making the play in or the playoffs. Let's talk about the game last night. Anthony Davis, 30 points, 15 rebounds. LeBron James, 26 points. Biggest completed comeback for the Lakers in 21 years. Incredible. The Lakers, for all of their warts that they've shown this entire season, it was the maturity and the patience that they played with the entire game that really won it for them. Luka obviously does Luka things, 26 points, you know what I mean? But he wasn't necessarily getting them in the ways that he assumed that he would get them. He was visibly frustrated the entire game. And you got to give it to Jared, Jared Vanderbilt, one of those guys that were brought over by that trade deadline. And uh, even though he went off in the first quarter, Luka did 14 points. Gerard Vanderbilt got on Luka Doncic, and he made it life hell for him. Held him for a lot, a lot of points. He only scored uh, 12 points for the rest of the game. And even though that 27-point lead seemed daunting, the Lakers are getting to a point where they're confident in these situations. No D'Angelo Russell last night or yesterday afternoon. Another one of their big pickups in the off in the, in the trade deadline. But the Lakers held tough. One of the first meetings we've seen in a while between Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, first teammates in the Cleveland Cavaliers days. Kyrie had 21 points, 11 rebounds. and uh, But the big difference in that game 
And what has been for most teams that Kyrie Irving has played for, whether it's the Cavs, Celtics, Nets, and the Mavericks, didn't really come up in the fourth quarter like we're used to seeing Kyrie Irving. Um, and that was big. Big. That had everything to do with the Lakers' defense. The Lakers' defense turned it up like we haven't seen them turn it up all season long. And if you want to talk about statement wins and confidence-building wins, if you want to build momentum towards the last 20-plus games of the season, 20 games now of the season, the Lakers did what they had to do. But there's one thing that could absolutely derail all of this, and that was uh, the injury suffered by LeBron James, uh, who said, uh, I felt a pop. We could visibly hear him saying, I felt a pop uh, with the ABC cameras pointed at him. He still finished the game. Um, when asked about the injury afterwards, he said, quote, it's been better, you know, but, uh, uh, quote, I definitely wasn't going to the locker room and not finish the game. The importance of this game and then the momentum that we had, it felt like we could still want, steal one after being down, end quote. Um, and they did. They absolutely did. The Lakers aren't just winning games. The teams behind them are losing games right now. And if you are a Laker fan hoping for some playoff action, especially to avoiding the play-in or the lower seeds of the play-in. Everything's starting to fall into place and work into your favor. Big up to the Lakers. Let's keep it moving. Denver Nuggets, keep it moving. Los Angeles Clippers go down 134-124. Nikola Jokic, another monster night for the Serbian. 40-point, triple-double, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, 14 of 21 shooting. I mean, three steals, big one in overtime. Uh, it, 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 the 23rd triple-double of Nikola Jokic's season. He's the MVP, guys. I don't know what else to tell you. He's the MVP of this of this league. I don't think anyone's going to catch him. I think the way the Nuggets have been playing against big teams, the Clippers, who are no joke as of late, especially Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, the way they've been playing, Russell Westbrook, the addition to him. They haven't won the game since they got him, but it seems like he's been a better fit over there than he has been for the Lakers. And, you know, tough matchups. Those are going to happen. still think there needs to be some gelling over there for the Clippers before anything happens in the postseason. But we need to talk about Nikola Jokic and the fact that it almost seems like he's all but sewn up his third his third straight MVP award. One thing we got to ask ourselves, though, is when do we start applying that championship pressure on Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets? He's getting help now. Every team, I mean, you know, he's got his full team, even though Aaron Gordon hasn't necessarily been healthy quite yet. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Contavious Caldwell-Pope, he's got, he's got people around him. He's got a good bench. This is the year that Jokic needs to win an NBA title. He's now joining rarefied air if he gets a third straight MVP. We're talking Larry Bird, Wilt Chamberlain, Jordan. That's the type of conversations Nikola Jokic puts himself in if he solidifies his third MVP. And here's the thing about him. I think they might do it this year. <laughs> it's not like they're doing anything to calm my my nerves on, on how they play. It's not really a, a, a fluky sort of way that he's getting these points. He's not like gaming the system. Like he's not like going to the free throw line a bunch of times. Like he's efficient. He gets rebounds. 
He scores points. He makes his team better, and they win games. Number one team in the Western Conference right now. They have to win the NBA title this year. They have to. There's no more excuses. I have nothing else to say, Jokic. Like, you're, you're, you're a beast, bro. Like, you do everything that it takes to win basketball games, whether you have help on your team or not. Now the only thing is it's time to do it in the playoffs. I can't wait to see if you can. And I can't wait to see the rest of this MVP sort of campaign right now. It's going to take a lot for anybody to, to knock that guy off his throne because it's not that, just the numbers that he's putting up. It's the fact that the Denver Nuggets seem to can't lose right now. And uh, speaking of teams that can't lose, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. No Giannis for Milwaukee. No KD quite yet for the Phoenix Suns. Word is saying that he'll be available uh, this Wednesday. But the Bucks still get the win against Phoenix. 33 points for Drew Holiday. Great game for him. Quite simply put, He's one of the best two-way players in the entire NBA. And I know we're still talking about Chris Middleton, and he had a good game coming off the bench, 25 minutes, 11 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Brooke Lopez continues to turn back the clock, not just being a defensive stalwart, but also 22 points, 13 assists, and 36 minutes of action for Brooke Lopez. No Giannis, and it didn't necessarily matter. Because Drew Holiday did everything that that team needed for him to win the game. The Bucks were up up until uh, you know they were they were up uh, for for a lot of time. They were up at halftime. They seemed to be in control of the game the entire way. And Drew Holiday, man, um, definitely had his work cut out for him when Phoenix came out in the second half. They got a six point lead really quickly in the fourth quarter. And it looked like Phoenix was going to come back and, you know, they're, they're, and, and steal a win before they get one of the biggest, I guess, uh, what's the word, Calvaries that you can get in the NBA in the form of Kevin Durant. But the Milwaukee Bucks refuse to let their hands off the leash. They're going to head to Brooklyn tomorrow night to take on the Brooklyn Nets. And then they'll be back at home to take on the Magic the following night. Looks like Giannis will not be hurt for that long. Looks like he'll be back pretty soon. He's day-to-day with a, with a thigh contusion. Um, 24 points for Devin Booker, 9 of 21 shooting. Um, Chris Paul, 18 points, 6 assists, 5 assists, 7 assists rather, 5 rebounds. And uh, DeAndre in 22 and 11. The Phoenix Suns right now are a team sort of in purgatory, you know, just sort of waiting to see exactly where they go as far as where Kevin Durant puts them in the rest of the Western Conference. I know I spoke about how this has to be the year for the Denver Nuggets, but if there's any team that stands in their way, it is this Phoenix Suns, depending on how Kevin Durant fits in with this team. I know it's unfair to say, but I think even with Kevin Durant, the Denver Nuggets should be able to handle these people. They should be. I mean, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how this whole team fits, but uh, 14 straight wins. For the Milwaukee Bucks is the story on this game. And it doesn't matter if they're down a player, if they're down a star, if they're down a, 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 a quality role player. Mike Budenholzer always has the Milwaukee Bucks ready to play. 14 straight wins. They're rolling right behind the Boston Celtics, nipping at their heels. 
for the second spot, for the first spot in the Eastern Conference. And that might be what decides who comes out the East this year, guys, because both of those teams between Milwaukee and Boston are absolute dogs this year. And especially in the Eastern Conference at home, it's two of the hardest places to play in the entire NBA. But if there's one team that might have something to say about messing up the Eastern Conference party of the Sixers, Bucks, and Celtics at the top of the conference, it's the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks are heating up. This Saturday, they beat the Pelicans 128-106. Huge game, huge game, huge game from the entire team. They are having fun out there. They are playing with purpose. And it seems like throughout this entire year, this Knicks team has just slowly but surely fallen into the roles that they know how to play. I think last year, we all know exactly what happened with Julius Randle. Asked to do a lot of things. Asked to play point guard. Asked to guard the best bigs. Asked to do to score the ball. Asked to do way more than I think even the best players in the NBA are willing to do and are asked to do. They all need help. LeBron needs help. KD needs help. Tatum needs help. Giannis needs help. They all need help. And this year, Julius Randle has got help. 25 points for R.J. Barrett. 20 points for Jalen Brunson. 13 points for Emmanuel Quickly. 15 points off the bench for Josh Hart. What a hand-in-glove fit Josh Hart has been for the New York Knicks. Undefeated since joining the New York Knicks. And now 35-27. and 27. As it stands right now, the New York Knicks are half a game out of the fifth playoff seed currently held by the Brooklyn Nets, who many people expect to take a little bit of tumble down those standings after losing guys like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. But I don't want to jump out the window too much, man. Let me tell you something. I've seen a lot with these Knicks. I've seen them get out to good starts and falter. I've seen just strokes of bad luck. So I feel like everybody who's been around this team or watched this team for years have been just watching with cautious, cautious optimism. And that optimism is around tonight's game against the Boston Celtics where they can really have a true test on where they stand in the Eastern Conference and if they're going to be a real nuisance for any team, any one of those top three teams. Everybody seems to assume, well, if New York hands, hangs around the fourth, fifth, or sixth seed, I like the chances against the Cavaliers. I like the chances against any of the other teams, the Heat, the Hawks, you know, the Pacers, those teams in that area. But if they get matched up with the Celtics, Sixers, or Bucks, will this be same old Knicks? Or... Is there something different in the water? Is Jalen Brunson really that been that much of a difference to this franchise? And I'm going to go ahead and already say he already has. Just if you look at how efficient Julius Randle has been since he's joined this team, that's value right there. Now, they're not paid like your 1A superstars, your megastars, your guys on one-name basis. 
But Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson have been playing like superstars this season. They've been playing like a superstar duo all season long. And the real key to this team, outside of Mitchell Robinson, who's been great since returning, 11-13 and 13 against New Orleans, outside of Emmanuel Quickly, who's been starting to ramp up some six-man-of-the-year talk, the way he's been playing off the bench. I'm pretty sure Malcolm Brogdon got that locked up, but who knows? The real key to this team has been R.J. Barrett. The consistency between Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle is starting to become more than counted on at this point. And most times, just those two guys alone are good enough to beat most teams in the NBA. If the Knicks have really taken a leap this year, and they're really going to be a legitimate team in the Eastern Conference, R.J. Barrett has to be the third overall pick of an NBA draft. He has to have games like he had on Saturday night. 25 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. This is crucial for this Knicks team. You already got two guys that can get a bucket on anybody. If you got a third now, you might be doing something special this springtime or this summertime down on 31st and 7th. Last but not least, let's talk about Jason Tatum, who's going to take on the New York Knicks later tonight, and you'll you'll hear my thoughts and picks on that later on this show. Last second three-pointer, clutch bucket, beating the Philadelphia 76ers to knock them out this past Saturday. Uh, But that wasn't the big story, because right after that, just a half of a hair of a second later, Joel Embiid with a 75-foot three-quarter court prayer that hits all net and would have been one of the craziest shots in NBA history. It still is one of the craziest shots in NBA history. But just a hair short. A hair short. And that seems like it's going to be the story of the Eastern Conference this year, right? All season long, we've just seen just how much parity there is in the NBA. Outside of the Denver Nuggets, who have been pretty good, and the the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, there's been so much parity in the NBA. Even though they have a couple more wins than the second and third team, it's going to take a hairline trigger this much to decide who wins and loses a lot of these games. Joel Embiid said it himself. He said, this is the story of my career. Always a day, a day late and a dollar short, and I feel for him, right? Always just coming up just, just second best. But Sixers shouldn't be uh, discouraged. It's going to be uh, an incredible run for this this last few games of the season. I mean, I, I just – I don't know what to tell you guys, man. Like, all of these games, this entire slate of basketball has just been ridiculous. We're getting – Massive scoring performances. We're getting generational MVP talents. We're getting record-setting nights, night in and night out. What more do you want from this league? What more do you want? It's the best thing going right now, the National Basketball Association. Do you want Do you want to go back to, to, to not having these incredible long-distance displays of scoring, these MVP-like performances from teams and franchises that we've been rooting on our whole lives, Sixers, Celtics, legacy franchises. The NBA couldn't be happier with all of this madness every single night, okay? 
they could not be happier. Sure, the All-Star game stunk, but look at this slate of games. And the fun thing apart about all this is that it's only going to get better. We got more counted coming up today. The prop queen, Ariel Epstein, is going to give us her top picks for tonight's NBA action. And then he's going to get my picks for tonight's NBA action. Don't go nowhere. More counted on this Monday right after the break. You know what time it is. Welcome back to Counter right here on Points Bet USA. And joining me to my left is the prop queen, Ariel Epstein. How's the weekend, Ariel? It was great. I'm well rested. I got to go back to the parents' place in the suburbs where it's so nice and quiet. Nice, nice. Got away from the hustle and bustle of the city, especially around this time of the year. Yeah, it's nice. I do. I am always ready to get back on the grind, though. Right, right. You just feel it in the air. Success is in the air when you walk into Manhattan. That's how I want this week in the NBA. Mm-hmm. The New Show York. Show me the money. That's right. Bright lights when dreams are made of. Uh, is that how the words <laughs> now go? Now you're going to get that stuck in There's my head. nothing you can do. Plus, no, sorry. spring training started, so <laughs> you have the Knicks in the garden. Yes. The Yankees taking the field, and you're going to sing for me. Empire State of Mind. Yes. Don't, don't, don't you feel it in the air once you walk in on a Monday? You can't leave out the Rangers either. You can't leave out the Rangers or the, Mets, or the Devils. But, or, or the Devils. But the Devils are New Jersey, so uh, they don't get Empire State them. of Mind. We'll take them. We'll take them. They <laughs> could see, see the building, so it's like, all right, it works. It counts. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of New York and the energy in the city, one of the biggest regular season games I can remember in a long time going yeah. down tonight at Madison Square Garden. The first place in the Eastern Conference, Boston Celtics, taking on the New York Knicks and MSG prop queen. How do you see it? I actually like two props in this game. I usually don't like the biggest game on the board. However, let's start with the Knicks point guard, Jalen Brunson, to go over 24 and a half points. Brunson at home since February 1st, averaging just over 28 points a game. At home against bottom 10 defenses, he's averaging just over 32 points a game since February 1st. Jalen Brunson against the Celtics is a better matchup here because the Celtics dating back to last year. I have loved betting guards against Boston. These guards in the last five games have been putting up a decent amount of points, at least 20 against Boston. And Jalen Brunson being at home, I like him a lot. Kaz, I think it's a good conversation, though, because it's always now come down to is it Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle that you're going to choose? for points props plus the addition of their center Mitchell Robinson coming back since the all-star break how does that really change this Knicks offense I feel like you know in addition to Josh Hart coming in as well uh, uh, Jalen Brunson is getting a lot more space than he had outside of when Jericho Sims uh, Isaiah Hartenstein was getting in the game because Mitch is a lob threat and he just clears out so much space for people so Julius Randle isn't seeing those double teams that he was seeing a lot and uh, you know Jalen Brunson wants to get that lob threat going so so it just clears up more space to have one-on-one opportunities for two of their best players. So that's why you're seeing a lot of big scoring nights from Julius Randle, big scoring nights from Jalen Brunson. They just have more room to operate now. I just hope that Jalen Brunson doesn't have an off night like he had the last two nights However, since the All-Star break. However, I like Jalen Brunson because he's a guard, and guards tend to have more success over Boston. Now on the Boston side, there's a player that's missing, and that's Jalen Brown. There has been one player on Boston who has seen a lot of success in his assists since Brown's been out, and that's Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart has had at least six assists in all but one game since Jalen Brown's been out, and that's through eight games. I like his over five and a half assists. It's hit in over 70% of the games that 
Smart has played this season, too. Against the Knicks, there should be some points to be had, even though the Knicks are a top defense. However, the Celtics have so many other options other than Smart to go and put that ball up. I'd rather Smart dish it out to someone like a Jason Tatum. And even without Jalen Brown now, you really only have your one facilitator, and that's Marcus Smart, who really was your facilitator before Brown really emerged. I'll take the over five and a half assists for Marcus Smart. Really looking forward to this matchup, one of the big regular season matchups in Knicks history. Let's keep it moving, though. Detroit Pistons and the Charlotte Hornets. You talk about two teams that are at the top of the Eastern Conference and two teams that are at the very bottom. That's the best thing about this doing this show. my favorite part about NBA props exactly. because the worst game on the board means that you likely have two of the worst defenses there in the go. NBA, which is when the best is for betting overs and props. All right, so let's talk to me about it. What you got on that game? My best bet for this game is the over 25 and a half points for the point guard of the Hornets. LaMelo Ball. Ball has been crushing it, especially when he's at home. Ball is averaging just over 26 points a game at home against bottom 10 defenses this season. In addition to no P.J. Washington, the big man in Charlotte, really one of the only options out there to call a big man in Charlotte, Washington's likely out, which produces way more um, offensive production out of ball. And now you get a Detroit team that's a bottom 10 defense. They allow the second most points per game to their opponents. I'll take LaMelo Ball anytime that he's playing in Charlotte. I will take his over on points 25 and a half. Book it to the over. My best bet of the day, LaMelo Ball. Really looking forward to that. Uh, not really that matchup, but for the opposite reasons, right? Like both little teams very squarely in the Victor Wambanyama sweepstakes. So they both can't tank. So both of them will likely it's have to play pretty well. It's one of those games that you don't want watch the game maybe but you do look at the box score oh, and you yeah. refresh to see if you hit your props it's not the most eye-popping game <laughs> however i have to say guys the Hornets at home are a lot of fun to watch. I just I do miss Mason Plumley though. I'll tell you this. It's not just the home court advantage. Y'all home play-by-play -play announcers are legendary. Yeah. So, like, even if the Charlotte Hornets could win 10 games in a season, I'm still going to watch those highlights and watch how that game is called because I think they're just so entertaining. Forgive me for not remembering their names, but they are amazing down there. I'm a big fan. And I know you're a Charlotte girl, too. Yeah, former North Carolina girl. Not from where not I Charlotte, live. Not Charlotte, Charlotte. Yeah, no, but I worked down there for a few years, and I got to cover some Hornets games it's it's uh I mean I guess it's the home of MJ so you can't knock it too much we don't need him to be mad at us yeah he'll be all right <laughs> shout out Tobacco Road and everybody down in North Carolina big game for y'all tonight I guess but let's big game for props That's big game for props as long as it makes money then you could feel like you're here Empire State of Mind that's right you see <laughs> and that's what we call bringing it back around that's how you end that's a great the story segment prop queen thank you so much appreciate Thanks, you hope you have a great week let's get to it let's make some money let's do it that's right guys don't go anywhere you're gonna get my picks for tonight's nba action point oh my gosh count it coming up right here on points bet don't go nowhere it's the mondays Welcome back to Counter right here on Points Bet USA. You know what time it is. It's time for my picks on tonight's NBA action. And not to toot my own horn, but I'm going to a little bit. Nine and one in my last picks. So if you want to keep rolling, let's keep this thing rolling. Tonight, the Detroit Pistons take on the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte. The Hornets open up as six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The over-under is 235 points. The Detroit Pistons and the Charlotte Hornets both in the Victor Wemby sweepstakes, it seems like. However, the Detroit Pistons have lost four straight games, and the Charlotte Hornets have won 
four straight games. So I am going to lean on the Charlotte Hornets tonight simply because I feel like they have the better team and the better player. LaMelo Ball uh, looks like a great matchup for him to have a great game. I think they win and cover. Um, there's going to be absolutely absolutely no defense being played at all so uh how i'm gonna take the over on this one and uh yeah man doesn't seem like it's gonna be a, a that much of an entertaining game but for people like us who you know really like to see those props and of course want to see exactly the type of situation the number one overall pick might possibly be walking into this might be a cup of tea however give me the hornets to cover this one against the detroit pistons next up we got the Miami Heat taking on the Philadelphia 76ers in Philly. The Sixers open up as six-point favorites to over-under 217 points. And when it comes to betting the Miami Heat, you should know by now, it's going to move at a snail's pace. So I love the under on this one. The Heat have been in an actual funk for the past several games. So this is a real gut-check game for the Miami Heat. They lost six of their last nine games overall. And they're on the, currently on the four-game losing streak and they just lost to the aforementioned Charlotte Hornets. So things don't get any better as they take on the Philadelphia 76ers team, who despite losing on a last-second three and a hair-trigger late of a 75-foot shot from Joel Embiid, have been playing some great basketball lately, winners of seven of their last ten games. And when you're talking about a team playing at a snail's pace, that's good for 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 players and teams that are don't have veterans and necessarily like to run the ball up the court. That's not the case with the Philadelphia 76ers. They know they can play at a snail's pace also, especially when they got Joel Embiid. That matchup with Bam Adebayo should be really fun to watch. But I like the Sixers at home. The, the Miami Heat still kind of try to figure out uh, how Kevin Love sort of fits into this team right now. Jimmy Butler also said, hey, not playing great basketball right now. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, though. The Miami Heat's going to make it make it tough on them. So I don't think the Sixers cover. But at the end, I think Philly puts uh, pulls it off. And you know what? Give me the under on this one. I think it's going to be a knockdown, drag out, old school Eastern Conference type of battle between these two teams. But I'm really looking forward to it. Give me the Sixers, but not to cover big game at the top of the eastern conference the boston celtics take on my new york knicks at madison square garden tonight the celtics open up as two point road favorites in the garden the over under is 223 and a half points i said it in earlier in the show i said it with the prop queen i've said it with so many people this knicks game is one of the biggest knicks games in regular season Recent history. I'm not going to say regular history, but recent history. But, man, you just got to feel the stars might be aligning for this New York Knicks team. Man, against the New Orleans Pelicans, they celebrated the 50th anniversary of the 73 Knicks championship team. They scored 73 points in the first half of that game. R.J. Barrett, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle combined for what? 73 points against the New Orleans Pelicans last time out. I'm not big on being superstitious, but there's too many coincidences to not tell me that this might be a very, very good year for the New York Knicks. I ain't going to jump out the window and say Eastern Conference Final Championship. I'm not saying all that. But I will say is games like this is where you show that you're for real, 
And I think tonight the Knicks show that they are for real. I'm taking the Knicks against the Boston Celtics. Josh Hart, Mitch Robinson put on the defensive clinic. No Jalen Brown for the Boston Celtics. It's going to be a lot of heavy lifting on Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is absolutely capable. But in the last three games, guys like Brandon Ingham, Chris Stapps, Porzingis have been absolutely locked up by this New York Knicks defense. And obviously, Jason Tatum is a little bit of a step up between those two players. But like I said, this is a test for this Knicks team. This is a test for this Tom Thibodeau defense. And this is a perfect opportunity with only four games on the docket tonight to send a message to the entire NBA that there aren't the only, there are not only three teams you should worry about in the Eastern Conference. Make some room for four. Give me the Knicks winning straight up on this one. And I'm going to take the over on this as well. I think the Knicks bench is going to get them a lot more points. They're going to play some great defense. But uh, it just feels like the stars are aligning for the Knicks to get a big win against the Boston Celtics tonight. And last but not least, the Orlando Magic taking on the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans. The Magic opening up as four-point favorites on the road against New Orleans. Kind of surprising right there uh, considering uh, the records, but... The Pelicans just coming off a 20-point-plus blowout against the New York Knicks, going up against a Magic team who's been very fun. They've been very fun all year. Paolo Bancaro, Cole Anthony, Bowl, Bowl, love those players. However, I do believe that this team uh, has the bodies to kind of throw out Paolo Bancaro. Would they like Zion Williamson to be one of those bodies? Absolutely. But I feel like the length of Ingram, uh, Valanchunas, Troy Murphy could be deep enough to kind of hinder Paolo Bancaro's efficiency. And uh, the New Orleans Pelicans need a win in, in the worst way. C.J. McCollum, uh, Brandon Ingram, they could be just enough to get them by. Jose Alvarado, I could see him kind of, you know, giving kind of hell for guys like Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony tonight. You know that's what he does. However, uh, I'm going to take the – Pelicans to not cover, okay? I, I think you put I think we put the wrong number up there, but it's all good. I think we're gonna take the Pelicans to uh to win this one, but I think it's gonna be a close one. I think they'll pull it out close at home. Uh but give me the under on this one. You know, it's gonna be I think it's gonna be some rough sledding. I think it's gonna be a lot more of a defensive clinic uh than uh, offensive explosion between these two teams. I don't know. I just get that feeling. The matchup between Bancaro and the Pelicans bigs, especially uh, Valanchunas, uh, who keeps a lot of players off the boards and makes hell underneath. And that's where Paolo Bancaro likes to do a lot of his damage, even though he can really get busy in the perimeter. Give me the Pelicans in this one in a close one. And that's it. that's it for today's episode of Count. I want to thank everybody for helping me do this show. Everybody in the back, the whole points bet squad, the prop queen, Ariel Epstein. And I appreciate you guys for following me along uh, all season long. We're just getting into the meat of it, baby. The NBA season, this is when the good stuff happens. You smell it in the air. The spring is coming. You know what time it is. The games count now. And the only way to stay in the know is to be right here on Count It. My name is Kazim Famiwide. This has been Points Bet USA, and I'll catch y'all tomorrow. Peace out, people. 